today on It's Time. Why, God, did you allow this to happen to me? God oftentimes will use us as Christians to establish the judgment that he's going to judge the world by. Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, we're going through the book of Exodus. So turn there in your Bible and follow along with Pastor Mike. We're going through the book of Exodus, and we're looking at how God used an ordinary guy named Moses to do some extraordinary things. For 40 years, he sprouted about the palace, thinking he was a somebody until he saw an Egyptian beating a fellow Hebrew. When he didn't think anybody was looking, he killed him and buried him in the sand The next day, Moses is out cruising around in his chariot. He tries to break up a fight between two Hebrew children. And one of them says, well, what are you going to do? Kill us like you did the Egyptian yesterday? Moses realized he was found out. In fact, furthermore, those that turned him in to Egypt was the Israelites. And so Moses realized he was found out. Forty years old, he comes back to his room, packs his things, and heads for the backside of the wilderness for 40 years. Forty years, he thought he was a somebody. Forty years, God taught him he was a nobody. And then the next 40 years, God shows Moses what God does with nobodies. And I like that. You might feel like that today. You might feel like you have failed. Well, I got some good news for you. God is the great rebuilder. Let's pray. Lord, as we go to your word today, we ask you that your Holy Spirit would now come, that these words would not be ink on paper, but God, they would come alive by your spirit and you would speak to us through them. And so we ask you now that your Holy Spirit would open our eyes in Jesus name. Amen. Exodus chapter five. Afterwards, Moses and Aaron went and told Pharaoh afterward. Afterward what? I always like to look and see these words. Now remember, the original did not have chapter and verses. It was all written. Chapter and verses were put in there so you could find your favorite uh, Bible story and Bible verse and chapter and all. But if you look at the very last verse, it gives you a little bit of insight. So the people believed. And they heard the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked on their affliction and they bowed their heads and worshiped. So they went from worship, Moses leading them. So now Moses and Aaron go to Pharaoh. By the way, I always thought this was interesting. How did Moses know where to go? Well, it's because he was raised in that very palace. You see, he was found floating in the river in a little little basket lined with pitch. Pharaoh's daughter saw him. She says, I'm going to take him as my own. 
Moses knew the ropes. He knew the layout of the land. He knew the layout of the palace. He knew where Pharaoh was. He knew all that stuff. Remember this, when you're a Christian, God uses what you've experienced in your past plus supernatural gifts that he will give you to do his work. I always look at that as really important. Your past is not in vain. You learned a lot of things through a lot of the scuffed knees and the scabs on your knees. That doesn't mean God will never use them, but what it means is that you can use those experiences to help others not to make the same mistakes that we have made. I really appreciate God and his mercy because God, instead of giving us what we deserve, God's mercy says, I'm not going to give you what you deserve. God's grace is, God says, I'm going to give you far beyond what you deserve, his goodness. Now, They go to Pharaoh. And as they go to Pharaoh, they say, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. Now, it isn't that they were going to completely get out of Egypt. I think this was a rallying point for the people of Israel. God used Moses to go to the most powerful man in the world. Now remember, the Egyptians viewed Pharaoh as descendants of the gods. So how dare Moses go and stand before Pharaoh and say, let my people go? Now a couple of things here I think is really important. Number one, you and God are a majority in any situation. Never forget that. And whether you're talking to the person next door or you're talking to a president or the king of the world, as it was in this particular case, God will be with you when God has directed you. And so he says, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, let my people go. He is speaking on behalf of God. Do you realize every one of us as a Christian speak on behalf of the Lord every day? Or at least we should. In a world that doesn't know God, you are God's representatives. That's who you are. By the way, the devil will come along and try to make you believe you're anything but that. But God has made you a spokesman. You are his voice. You are his feet. You are his hands. Isn't that good to know? That God didn't recruit people to just sit on a chair, but that he recruited us to be active Pro kingdom of heaven. Then Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I would obey his voice and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. Now, you're always going to find when God moves, there's going to be opposition. Always remember that. There's no way around it. Because, again, this world has been given over into the hands of the devil. I've shared this before, and it's a little deceiving. On your insurance policies, it says, or any other acts of God. Remember, it isn't God doing it. We're in a fallen world. God put us in a good place. We wouldn't live there. God says, don't eat of the tree. I have to come and eat of the tree. So we went and eat of the tree. And rather than obeying God's voice, we obeyed the devil's voice, sold the world into slavery. Now, a couple of things. Because of that, this world is under, the Bible says, the sway of the devil. Yeah, that's right. We see people all the time that say, well, how could a God of love... 
allow war? How can a God of love allow famine? I see it all the time. People say this. There's a reason why, friends, farther and beyond that which they are saying. If I can discount God, I can discount the message. What is the message from God? To repent from our ways of serving ourselves that really come to nothing anyway and do what we're supposed to do for God. But they'll say that, and why is that? Because the Bible doesn't say that everything is in God's hands. Indirectly it does, but it does say that the world has been given over into the hands of the devil. That's why you see the problems that you see. And friends, as you know, as a Christian, the way the world is going, you ain't seen nothing yet. You think this world is headed for the age, the dawning of the age of Aquarius? You think it's, it's headed for um, Imagine by John Lennon? I'll tell you something. You start, really start looking at what's going on. You look at just our own debt in the United States, $28.8 trillion as of last week. They said the debt is so great it can never be repaid. What is that going to do to your 401, your retirement, all the other things that we do? It's going to bankrupt it like it's done in every other nation in the world. I remember, I've shared this many times, but if your hope is in this world, you're putting, you have misplaced hope. You're putting your hope in the wrong place. When I was in high school, 1971, that dates me way back when the earth was cooling. I had a pet dinosaur. Anyway, you know, what was it like when the earth was cooling? I don't know. But anyway, way back then, it was eight pesos to the American dollar. In 1993, I believe it was, or 91, it was 3,000 pesos to the American dollar, and it went much higher than that. Imagine somebody putting a peso away a day in 1971 for their retirement, only to have inflation blow it all up. Friends, your hope better be in the Lord. You know, one of the things God has given us Not only has he given us his promise, his Holy Spirit, but you know what he's given us? A tremendous resource that a lot of us forget? Each other. Hey, I love that. Hey, together we can do things we can never do independently from one another. And so remember, this is one of the reasons why we need to be part of a family. You need to be part of a church. And the reason why is because when you come, you bring something to the party, everyone. And remember, you need what the others are bringing to you. We need that. We need the love from one another. You know, sometimes I just need to be encouraged. Sometimes my heart hangs down and it gets tired and it gets worn out. And somebody will come up and pat me on the back and say, Mike, hey, we're going to go to heaven here. And I go, yeah, that's right. I sometimes forget about that. And all of a sudden I start feeling a lot better about a lot of things. We got to remember that. So when we look at this, Moses comes to Pharaoh with the message, let my people go. Pharaoh responds and says, I don't know the Lord. Have you heard that lately? From maybe people you know, you start sharing God. I don't know any God. I don't know any Lord. Do you know I believe that a lot of times God uses us as Christians to set the stage for something much larger than he's going to do. Now, as we look at this, we're going to see this. And so it says, nor will I let Israel go. Verse 3, so they said, 
The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go three days journey into the desert, sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence and with the sword. So again, the message didn't change. Now remember, you're going to be rebutted by people of the world, people who don't know God, but your message must never change. What God has spoken in your heart, you must continue on no matter what the opposition of the world is. In other words, when when Pharaoh confronted Moses about letting the people go, Moses didn't change his... his um, Standpoint began to say, you know, well, you know, really, uh, maybe we ought to have a positive self-image course here or something. No, he kept to the main thing. Always remember, keep the main thing, the main thing, and that's Jesus. So he says then, verse 4, the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you take the people from their work? Get back to your labor. He's saying, you're just trying to get them, giving them a three-day holiday. They got to get back to their work. Now, by the way, Pharaoh was a hard man. In fact, the hardness in his heart was not that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. In fact, we're going to get to that when we get up a few more verses. When God hardened Pharaoh's heart, what did he do? He showed him his heart amazing power. And the more power God showed Pharaoh, the harder his heart got. But you got to remember something else here. Pharaoh's heart was already hard as a brick. Look what he says. He said, why do you take the people from their work? And Pharaoh said, look, verse five, the people of the land are many now, and you make them rest from their labor. He was mad about that. He said there are many now. Remember a few uh, chapters back, he said to put all the, the babies in the river to kill them because there was too many of them. Well, that didn't work so well because Pharaoh right here said God continued to bless him in the midst of the crisis that was placed upon them. And so he says there are many now and you're trying to get them out of their labor. So the same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their officers saying, you shall no longer give the people straw to make brick as before. Let them go gather straw for themselves. And you shall lay on them the quotas of bricks which they made before. You shall not diminish it, for they are idle. Therefore cry out, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. You see, these people, these Israel people are so lazy, they want to go out in the wilderness, and so evidently they got too much time on their hand, so I'm going to make them work even harder. Wow. Now you got to remember something. Moses who went to Pharaoh, said, let my people go. You know who's going to get blamed for all the extra labor in the Israeli camp now, don't you? Can you see who the bad guy is? It's going to be Moses. Because, you know, they were giving us straw. We was making our bricks. We were doing what we were supposed to do. Moses, you came along. You shot your mouth off to Pharaoh. Pharaoh was mad at us. Now we are really in a lot of trouble. Man, I'll tell you something. You're in a no-win war. Have you ever noticed that sometimes in your Christian experience? You're in a no-win war. 
Well, I believe this is where Moses was at. In fact, when we get down towards the end of this chapter, Moses said what he said to God in the preceding chapter, God, you got the wrong guy. I am not your man. Now, isn't that interesting? How many times have we felt like that? God, you picked the wrong guy. There's a lot of people out there. And you picked the loser, which would be me. Why did you do that? Now remember, God sees you differently than you see yourself. Oh man, I'll tell you, that's hard. You know, the Bible tells us in the New Testament, he sees us seated with him in heavenly places. Man, I'll tell you, when I'm having a bad day, you know, when you're so low, you can scratch a bug's belly. You feel like that? And you feel like crying a lot? Because things are overwhelming and things do get to you and things do get begin to, 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 to chip away at, at, at the joy of your salvation, friends. It's real. Why do you think, again, Paul uh, wrote and, and, and went through the things that he went through and, and that, you know, and, and, and you look at him and you look at David and, and the Psalms. Not all the Psalms are written by David, but a lot of them were. And you look and see the the things that go through people who love God. Why is that? You are in a fallen world. And a fallen world does not, first of all, see you as a Christian for who you are. And their idea is to make you not to see who you are in Christ. Moses had the same issue. He goes up. Stands before Pharaoh. I can just see in Pharaoh's mind, God sent me here. It's going to go good. And instead, it goes bad. So he says, the taskmasters of the people, verse 10, the officers went out and spoke to the people saying, thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go yourselves, get straw where you can find it. Yet none of your work shall be diminished. And by the way, they say that they have found in archaeological records that they really did have brick quotas for the slaves. So the people were scattered abroad throughout the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. And the taskmasters forced them to hurry, saying, Fulfill your work, your daily quota, as when there was straw. And the officers and the children of whom the Pharaoh taskmasters said over them, they were beaten and they were asked, why have you not fulfilled your task in making brick both yesterday, today as before? So they began to beat the children of Israel for their lack of of high production. Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried out to Pharaoh, whoa, stop, hold it. Do you see something weird here? They came to Pharaoh. Notice it does not say, and they went to the Lord. Notice it does not say they went to Moses. They went to Pharaoh. Remember, the devil for a while will be a nice taskmaster. But in the end, he will always be cruel, demanding more from you than you can produce. It's the way the devil works. The devil is a type of Pharaoh, if you will. 
Egypt is a type of the old lifestyle. And the children of Israel labored hard in that. And remember, this is something that amazingly to me, as the children of Israel were on their way to the promised land, they would oftentimes go to Moses and say, Moses, oh, that we would have stayed in Egypt. The leeks and the garlics, the neon lights and the disco. No, I'm saying they had all that stuff in Egypt. And you brought us out here in the wilderness to die. You see what tells me? They forgot that they were slaves. Friends, do you know the devil will work overtime to, work for, to try to cause you to forget that you were a slave to a very hard taskmaster in the world? Remember, again, before you come to Christ, we all need identity. We go everywhere for it. We look and see what everybody else is doing, and then that's what I want to do. Hard taskmaster. When you come to Christ, God settles you. You are who you are in him. Yay. I like that. I don't have to prove anything to anyone. I am who I am in Jesus. That's where you want to stay. That's the heart of God in you. That's who God makes you. I don't have to serve a world to go out and buy the latest whatchamacallit to make me something. I am something today. Remember that, moms and dads, tell your kids, you are what you are in Jesus. Never say, oh, if you do what everybody likes, they'll like you. Because friends, if they do, they won't like you for very long, do they? That's just the way it works. Well, here you find that Instead of going to God, instead of going to Moses, they go to Pharaoh, saying, why are you dealing thus with your servants? There's no straw given to your servants that they may say to us, make brick. And indeed, your servants are beaten, but the fault is in your own people. But he said, you are idle. You're lazy. You are lazy. Therefore, you say, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Therefore, go now and work. For no straw will be given to you, yet you shall deliver the same quota of bricks. And the officers of the children of Israel saw that they were in trouble. After it was said, you shall not diminish any bricks from your daily quota. Then they came out from Pharaoh, and they met Moses and Aaron, who stood there to meet them. And they said to, and they said to them, let the Lord look upon you and judge, because you have made us abhorrent in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants to put a sword to their hand to kill us. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Lord, why have you brought this trouble on this people? Why is it that you have sent me? Ah, does anybody relate with this? Have you ever felt that God just picked the wrong guy? You tried to do good and it comes out a mess? (laughs) Moses, enter here. You see, God's got a plan. You see, God 
was demonstrating not only to the children of Israel, but to Pharaoh and all of Pharaoh's servants, the nature, the true nature of their idea of what a God is. Pharaoh, hard taskmaster. God oftentimes will use us as Christians to establish the judgment that he's going to judge the world by. This is hard for a lot of people to get, but this is one of the things I found in God's word. Why, God, did you allow this to happen to me? God says, so down the road I can judge him for it. You see, you become the standard in which God will judge the world because the word of God is in you. Does that make sense? Do you understand what I'm saying? That God will use you to create an issue that he will judge them for because, in other words, they could go through life thinking they're, they're okay. Pharaoh was doing good. I'm God. I'm, I'm doing good. Moses comes along and says, you're not God. <laughs> we got a problem here, don't we? I don't know any Lord of the Hebrews, Pharaoh said. Oh, really? Well, what, is he, what has he got to say here? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people, neither have you delivered your people at all. Wow. Now he's faulting God. (laughs) Hey, listen, all the problems here, God is your fault. Have you ever blamed God for things as a Christian? I think we all have. You know, God, if you're God, why am I in this mess I'm in? Like God did it. Well, God, you allowed it, okay? God says, I ain't done yet. Thanks for joining us on It's Time, as Pastor Mike teaches verse by verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening. And tune in next time for It's Time.